The Law Podcasting Podcast is brought to you by Power Podcasting for Lawyers, the only how-to podcasting course designed specifically for attorneys, where you can learn the ins and outs of creating and producing your own law podcast so you can grow your practice by building authority, affinity, and trust with prospective clients and referral sources. With short, easy-to-digest video and audio lessons and a community of like-minded lawyer podcasters, Power Podcasting for Lawyers is the best way to get your show off the ground smoothly and quickly. Learn more about Power Podcasting for Lawyers at lawpodcasting.com. This is the Law Podcasting Podcast, where you learn how to use modern media to get your message out and more good clients to your law practice. Here's your host, Gordon Firemark. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Law Podcasting Podcast. I am the host, Gordon Firemark, and this is the show where I bring you information about how lawyers are using the power of podcasting to support and develop their business, even if they're not podcasting directly about the law. Bentley Tolk is my guest today. He's a shareholder with Parr Brown is it G or Guy, Bentley? It's actually Guy. <laughs> and Loveless in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, it's a commercial law firm that has about 70 attorneys, big, big-ish firm. Bentley's legal practice uh, emphasizes ERISA litigation defense, employment litigation defense, intellectual property litigation, general commercial litigation, and employment law. Bentley has a podcast called Legal Marketing Launch, which he launched on June 15th in uh, this year, 2015. And uh, it's going great. Bentley, thanks for joining the Law Podcasting Podcast. Well, thank you. It's great to be on the show, and I really think what you're doing is a great thing. Well, thanks. What was it that prompted you to get started with podcasting? How did you come to it? You know, I've, I've had some uh, experience with podcasting prior to Legal Marketing Launch. I actually have uh, what's called the ERISA Litigation Podcast, okay. and that has been somewhat dormant. However, I have plans uh, this year to get that going again. And then I had a previous iteration of Legal Marketing Launch that was actually called Legal Marketing Live. It's still on iTunes, although I need to kill that and uh, just go with Legal Marketing Launch. Okay, cool. And um, how did you, you – before we started recording, you were telling me a little bit about your, your process, how you got into the, the technology of things. So how did you get started? Are you a techie kind of a guy? Did you do it yourself or what? You know, I'm very much the anti-techie, and so I had some help. Uh, a couple of mentors along the way, uh, one was Paul Culligan. He had a course with Alex Mondozian years ago called Legal – well, it was actually called Podcast Secrets. And then uh, more recently, I've been a member of uh, John Lee Dumas's course, which is Podcaster's Paradise. I will say, Gordon, I also have used the services of a podcast coach. And he is someone who was a student of John Lee Dumas. His name is Charlie Posnick. Oh. And uh, he was great, very instrumental in helping me to get things going. But, you know, I've done the tech on my own, but it's been with help. And it was, uh, it was a little bit of a process to learn the tech. Uh-huh. Okay. So what were some of those hurdles in the process as you describe it? You know, I'd say the biggest was I, I was a PC user, and I Uh-oh. still do with my law firm. <laughs> but, you know, using a mixer, Ohio PR40, uh, it, it did not mesh very well with my PC. Hmm. And so I actually had bought a Mac for my son who's at college, and I asked him if I could trade him my PC for his Mac. 
and he was very gracious and let me steal his Mac. And so I've been now podcasting using a Mac. But that was one hurdle. And then the other, I think, was just learning to use the tech, learning to – I use Adobe Audition and learning to use Adobe Audition and learning to do the show notes – of course, getting my website in place. I, I do have a webmaster that I use, uh, but sort of all putting that all together took a little bit of time, but it's been well worth it. Okay. And do you outsource any of your production process, post-production, anything like that? So the only thing that I outsource now is that my wife, well, first of all, my wife uh, is very helpful and she and I put together the show notes, but I wouldn't call that outsourcing. Uh, but I do have someone who does the sound for me. So, so when I put together the audio, I actually put it into Dropbox and then I have an audio engineer through Elance oh. and he, he does all of the, the leveling and uh, puts in the intro and the outro. I, I think I may take that bit back in house at some point, uh, but for now that's been very convenient. I may have a tool for you that will make it very easy to take it back in house. <laughs> so, oh, good. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's called Auphonic. I don't know if you've heard of that. Uh, it's an online um, audio sweetening and leveling and noise reduction tool. And it actually is set up in a way that it can actually add the, the front end and the, and the, the bumper at the end of the show for you as a, the whole process. So um, one of these days I'll have to do a tutorial for folks. <laughs> anyway. You know, I have heard of that. Do you, do you actually use that with your show? I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't actually use that feature because as you heard, as we started the recording, I play the intro music right away as soon as I press the record button. And when we finish up, I, stop and we're done. But uh, I use it for the sweetening and it auto- automatically uploads to my my um, uh, server as well, my, my media host. So uh, it makes for a very fast uh, uh, workflow. So right. I can oh, that's great. Yeah. Anyway, um, your show is called, well, this, this show is called Legal Marketing Launch. Talk about the format and structure of the show and how it's going. Yeah. So the, the format, it's a, it's a half hour interview show. And the idea is really for lawyers who are looking to grow their businesses, lawyers who would like to learn more about client development, about marketing. And the idea is, uh, again, similar to your show, that it's about the length of an average commute or the length of uh, working out or walking your dog. And right now it airs three times a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And uh, I bring on rainmakers and law firms, also legal marketers, marketing experts, personal development experts, time, de- uh, time management experts. And it's really kind of a fascinating mix uh, to, to get the perspective of those within the legal profession and those who are outside of the profession. Okay. So you said three times a week currently. And as I recall, you said you have plans to increase that. You know, I do, Gordon. It's a little bit crazy for someone who is practicing law full time, as I believe you are. But uh, to to make that leap, what I want to do is ideally I want to have my interviews where I'm done about, oh, two months in advance. Mm -hmm. And once I get back to that, which is where I was when I started, when I launched on June 15th, um, I think I am going to go to five days a week. And that's just to increase the reach, uh, to be able to talk with more people Mm -hmm. and – the idea, too, is I, I would hope to get people, again, who would be listening, whether it's on their way to work, on their way home, or, or while exercising. So uh, that, that is uh, coming up this fall. Okay. Yeah, you, you mentioned that you uh, took some of the training that John Lee Dumas uh, of Entrepreneur on Fire uh, fame has uh, advocated, and he does a seven days a week show, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. So that, it, you talk about crazy. You, you know, Gordon, I, I would love to go there at some point, but 
boy, it, as I see how busy it is just to do three episodes, well, I say just, but to do three episodes a week, uh, seven would be quite a challenge. Yeah. Well, even doing the three, uh, the three a week, you have uh, made a splash. I'm going to let you well, – you have bragging rights basically. Your show has now twice been number one in the technology category in a new and noteworthy section of iTunes, which is a big deal for podcasting. And it's also ranked very highly in new and noteworthy in business marketing and management as well as the education categories. That's pretty impressive. Do you – what do you attribute that to? Well, I think there are several factors. I, I think one of them is the, the frequency with which the show comes out. And I think, I think that iTunes looks at do, do people actually listen? Um, you know, how long is, does the recording go when someone downloads it? But, but I think also the other thing I would attribute it to is getting reviews. And currently, I think I have 59 uh, five-star uh, ratings and, and reviews on, on iTunes. And so I think that helps as well with the algorithm is to, is to get people who will review your show and, again, hopefully in a positive light. And do you ask uh, sort of a formal call to action for people to give you reviews or is it organic? You know, some of it's been organic. Uh, some of it's been with calls to action. Uh, one thing that I've found actually is that in John Lee Dumas' uh, community, which is uh, Podcaster's Paradise, there, there is a good mechanism for soliciting some feedback. And so that's been helpful. But again, some of it's been organic and, uh, you know, it's been nice to see some of those reviews. Okay. Um, so the podcast is not directed directly at your practice area. Um, have you found that it supports the practice nonetheless? You know, good question. Right now, I have just passed my two-month yeah. anniversary uh, from the launch. I can't say that at this point I have anything that has come directly from it. But, you know, my hope is that uh, it does get my name out there and it, it is a way for me to talk about what my practice is. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do also have the other podcast, which is uh, very much focused on my practice, which is ERISA litigation, and primarily, again, on, on well, exclusively on the defense side. And uh, that's something, again, that I think will be interesting in terms of, in the past, I have more talked about some of the new cases as they've come down in the area of ERISA. What I'm going to expand that to this fall or, or, or uh, after the holidays will be uh, actually interviewing other practitioners and then people who are in-house. So that will be a, a fascinating exper uh, experiment to see where that goes. One of the things I think is great about podcasting is it gives you an excuse for calling people whom other you might want as business, uh, you know, as clients or referral sources or whatever. But it's a it's a less invasive than just a cold call. Hey, I'd like to introduce myself and tell you about my practice. <laughs> you know, you you yes. can meet people who will then remember you fondly, and and uh, you know, a great way to grow a network. So I think that'll work great for you. Wait. You know, Gordon, it's interesting because I, I didn't mention this in terms of people I interview, but I also interview clients. Ah. And so uh, I have an in-house attorney that I will be interviewing, I think, in October. I was just talking with someone on on Saturday who actually was in-house uh, at a company in Salt Lake City. He is now in operations for his company. But I, I talked with him as well about an interview. And so just like you said, it is an excuse to talk with people. Again, it's not a cold call, but it's, it's a reason to, uh, to get in contact with mm -hmm. people and to be able to have them get to know you and, and you get to know them. Yeah. Now, you work in a, a – 70 lawyers, I don't know if that qualifies as a large law firm, but it's a large-ish law firm for sure. Does the firm – when you decided to start doing your podcasting, did did you run it by the firm? Was there pushback? Did they? How did the firm react and how do they feel about it now? 
That's a great question. I, I am at a firm that is very autonomous. And so I simply went out and did this thing. Uh, it's all with my own funds. Okay. Um, however, I have interviewed a couple of my partners, and the, the, the reaction has been very positive. I, I will be interviewing another of my partners. But, but I think it's something that the firm has seen in, in a positive light. It, it is something that, again, gets the name of the firm out there. It gets my name out there. And so, uh, to my knowledge, there has been no pushback. <laughs> Are any of the other lawyers in the firm doing any podcasting? or social media in a big way or, or blogging, those kinds of things? You know, at this point, we don't have any other podcasters. Uh, one of my partners with whom I work is uh, about to start a blog uh, with regard to real estate law. Uh-huh. But as of now, I'm the lone podcaster. Ah, the the, uh, the trailblazer in the media space. That's great. That's right. <laughs> so Tell me a little bit about your workflow, how you prep for your show, what the process of recording and post-production. You told me a little bit about the post-production, but uh, fill me in a little more. Yeah, so the workflow, what I try to do is to uh, have invites on a weekly basis where I am reaching out to individuals about being on the show. And uh, there are people who've, of course, reached out to me as well to be interviewed, which is nice once you, once you get the ball rolling uh, I think there will be more people seeking me out. But in terms of the, the workflow, what I do is I use uh, a service that I think you use called Schedule Once, where they have the opportunity to uh, find times that work with their schedule that are, are on my calendar. And then they will go ahead and upload a headshot. They'll uh, upload a biography. Mm-hmm. And then um, – Basically, what I have is a list of questions where I will send out, and my my format is, is uh, I, I have questions that are generally it's it's generally the same outline. However, what I found is that a big part of the show is very different uh, every time, in the sense that I'll really focus. If there's someone who is a blogger, we'll we'll focus on blogging. If there's someone who's an expert on LinkedIn, then we'll spend a lot of time on on LinkedIn or Twitter. And, and so it, it's been fascinating to really delve into some of those social media topics. And then uh, the way that the show goes from there is I usually ask people some questions at the end, what, what I call the hot seat portion, which is a little bit quicker pace of questions where I ask them about things like their morning routine and books or Internet sites that have uh, that have influenced them. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. So let's address the big objection. You talked about it a little bit already. Uh, how much of your time is actually going into putting your podcast together on a, well, you're doing three episodes a week. Uh, how much time per episode would you say? Yeah, that's a great question. The, the, there's not much at this point time in terms of preparing in, in the sense that I have these questions, but uh, boy, you know, I have not calculated what I spend per week. Uh, it, it is uh, at least, uh, you know, I'd say somewhere in the range of 15 to 20 hours. And some of that goes with promoting the show afterwards. Mm-hmm. I, I do have my, my wife who is very graciously helps me with the show notes and um, really is a big support on the podcast. But, yeah, I would say 15 to 20 hours. But, you know, Gordon, the interesting thing for me is that it's not like work. Mm-hmm. And I have found that I enjoy it so much that it, it is something that I look forward to. And, and I'll get up in the morning. I may have an interview or I may have one of my episodes to promote. And it helps me get up in the morning. It's actually something that is that is exciting. And, and 
again, I, I think that just the idea of looking on iTunes and seeing where the show is, uh, just seeing the show get traction. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, as a lawyer who's a litigator, you, you have these cases and either you, you win or you lose or, or you settle, which is usually what happens is yeah. you try to get a good settlement. But it's just it's, – it's very satisfying to be building something that is helping the legal community, something that is helping lawyers with really what I think is one of the greatest problems in practice today and that is how do we market our services? Uh, no one teaches us that in law school and to be able to build something and, and gain momentum uh, is very satisfying. And so even though I spend a lot of hours, it doesn't feel like a burden. Well, and it's fun. I mean, let's face it. It's just sort of, it's fun. <laughs> it is fun. Yeah. I, I agree with you. <laughs> so, yep. so it's worth it in your view. The, the, the time you're spending is you're getting rewards beyond uh, beyond the direct practice kind of stuff. You know, absolutely, Gordon. And I, I mean, I have, I, I've really started to tap into the market of interviewing lawyers at really some of the large law firms. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the best sources, of course, of work is is referrals. And I think that to have my name out there with, with the, the people I interview, but mm-hmm. then also their partners, their associates, and to, to, to build momentum and to build up a following, it is fun. And, and I think uh, I expect to see lots of work coming in down the road as a result. So what else is it about podcasting that makes this as an effective tool for marketing for lawyers, you think? Well, there is a quote that I have heard. I, I believe it is by uh, Roy Williams, not the basketball coach at North Carolina, but a different <laughs> Roy Williams. And I believe that what he said was that there is nothing more powerful than the human voice. And w- what I think is so effective about podcasting is that you have blogging, you have speeches that you can give, but with, with podcasting, when you can be in someone's iPhone when you can be on their jog or their workout or their commute and you're in their ear and you actually have an opportunity to help them to get to know you, to like you, to trust you. I I just can't think of a more powerful means of getting one's message out there. And video I think is great. uh, But in terms of an audio podcast, I really think for busy lawyers, it, it has the potential to be one of the most effective means of marketing. And Gordon, as I look at the position of iTunes right now and what's happening with mm-hmm. the, the native podcast app, I look at what's happening with cars and how easy it is to listen in the car now to, uh, during a commute. I really think this is an area that's going to explode. I think it's a great time for lawyers to start podcasting. I agree with you 100% on that. Amen. <laughs> so what what is your favorite moment from your experience podcasting the this show or or in the past what do you, what what has been sort of the standout You know I would say that for me it it goes back to similar to what you said in terms of being able to speak with people who might otherwise not be too interested in talking with me mm-hmm. And and I think of some of the people that I have interviewed. I've interviewed Joel Bogus, who is the host of the Relaunch podcast, along with his wife, Pay. That is a podcast that, oh, in the last year or so, I think they have eight or 900,000 downloads. He's someone who's been kind of a hero of mine. And to be able to, to interview uh, him, or I think of my very first interview, which was with Hugh Culver. Mm-hmm. And Hugh is also another hero of mine, someone who is a real expert at time management. And just to be able to get their time, which normally you would have to pay them uh, to be able to speak with them. Yeah. But to be able to get their time for free, to be able to get their insights, uh, for me, that's a real thrill. And then 
one of the things, one of the ways that I always end my podcast episodes is I will ask, whether it be a marketer or a, a rainmaker in a law firm, I, I say, what, what do you recommend that our listeners do in the next seven days in terms of their legal marketing? And it's been fascinating to get those responses. And uh, one of the things that I'm going to do is to put together a PDF that will uh, include some of the best of those uh, and offer that on my website. But boy, I'd say my favorite the favorite part is just to get that incredible information and just to get in the energy orbit of some of these uh, great marketers and great lawyers. That's really profound. That's exactly right. That ebook is something I'm interested in. I'll tell you that much. So. <laughs> I'll <laughs> um, let you know when it's ready. Great. So what about the worst nightmare moment? That was the great stuff. What about the, what about the other side? Well, there are two that come to mind. The first was on one of my early interviews. I was interviewing a lawyer at the second largest law firm in Salt Lake City. And for some reason, Skype was not cooperating. Mm -hmm. And so it would cut out, oh, you know, it, quite often. And it, it was cutting out maybe every couple of minutes for, say, five or 10 seconds. And at that point, I was too new to podcasting to know, to say, look, we better just stop and we'll, we'll do this another day. Mm -hmm. And so, unfortunately, the whole episode was ruined. I, I did do have one other bad experience technically where I was interviewing someone from the East Coast. And for some reason, Skype again was, was doing strange things. And there was a sound like a lawnmower in the background that kept on worrying in and out. But it wasn't a lawnmower. And so, boy, I think for me, it's those technical issues. But I'll tell you, more recently, I think especially since upgrading my my uh, internet system here, I really haven't had many technical glitches. Okay, so your bandwidth for the Skype calls makes a big difference. It does, yeah. So, lawyer comes into you, you know, someone that you know admires you, whatever, and, and is asking for some advice. Would podcasting be in the list of things you recommend as a marketing tool for that lawyer? Absolutely. In fact, I would put it right at the top now, and and. Talking about my uh, interview with Joel Bogus, uh, which which came out oh in the last couple of weeks, yeah. one of the things that Joel said is that he has put together uh, a system where essentially lawyers can uh, record and then have everything else done for them, mm -hmm. and and I think that may be the way of the future. I think you and I at least. I know you're more techie and I have become more techie yeah. than a lot of lawyers are. But but I think that really the future is for lawyers to be able to have a microphone and maybe it's not a, a Heil PR40 uh, fancy microphone like you and I use, but maybe it's uh, a USB microphone mm -hmm. to simply record it, put it on Dropbox, and then have a service like Joel's service that takes care of the rest. Yeah. And I think that especially with the budgets of larger law firms, uh, medium-sized law firms, I, I think that may really take off. Yeah, I was at the uh, Podcast Movement Conference a couple weeks ago, and there are more and more of those uh, outsource production services available. And um, yeah, really, you know, done for you podcasting all you do is record your voice and and uh, the rest gets handled is i think definitely a wave of the future and it certainly makes it accessible for you know for those who don't want to spend the time or the energy or you know just the trouble of learning the tech so uh, yeah i think that's great well i think that's right i mean gordon I, I think the biggest problem that lawyers have is a time famine and it's just so difficult for lawyers to break away from busy cases mm -hmm. and from transactions and so I think that 
to the extent that podcasting becomes more accessible in terms of the tech, in terms of making it easier on time, uh, I think that it's it's just going to become uh, a, a bigger thing in terms of the legal profession. And I, I, I think, uh, kind of going back to what I said earlier, but it, it's a great time, I think, to jump into it. That's great. Well, what advice would you offer someone newly starting out in podcasting, lawyer or otherwise? What, what would you say? I think that the best thing that a lawyer can do is to get started. And and the way to get started is probably to go simple. I, I have to confess that with Legal Marketing Launch, I spent, oh, about a year uh, in, in terms of getting ready. And, and that's too long. And, and of course, I, I had some of the struggles that I mentioned earlier during this episode. But I think the earlier you get started, the better. And it is true that one becomes better over time. And so maybe the first episodes, first 10 or 15 episodes aren't very good. But the sooner you get over that learning curve and get started, I, I, I think the better. And so I think I think going simple on the tech, I think that getting started, I think that getting a mentor is is helpful or being in some type of a program where you can learn about podcasting I think is invaluable. Uh, but I think doing that and, and getting started is, is really the key. Great. Well, what have I not asked that you wish I had? Oh, that's 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 a great question. Uh, <laughs> the hard one, huh? <laughs> that that that's the hard one. Um, you know, I, I I would say, as I look right now at podcasting, I think that podcasting is in a is in a phase that maybe blogging was in a few years ago, mm-hmm. where blogging is becoming much more common. Uh, you, you have services like Lexblog, uh, and, and it's becoming much more common among lawyers. I do think that podcasting is is maybe where blogging was, uh, I don't know, three to five years ago. And, and so I do think that uh, it really now is is a good time to take a look at podcasting to to start subscribing to podcasts. One of the things that amazes me with my partners and with a lot of other lawyers, people who are very tech savvy, is that they don't even know how many of them to subscribe on an iPhone. And of course, with the podcast app, it's very simple to do. So, you know, I guess in, in response to your question, I, I just think that we we have this platform with iTunes, of course, many others like Stitcher Radio, but it, it is a good time to get on the bandwagon. And I think that the earlier that lawyers get on, uh, just the better opportunity to have that influence, um, to be an influencer, uh, you know, early in the game. Agreed again. Wow. We're on the same page. <laughs> well, this has well, been terrific. It's been fun chatting with you and I've learned a lot from you and I'm sure the listeners have gotten a lot out of it. So thank you so much. I'm really grateful. Um, how can listeners get a hold of you if they have questions or interest in what you do? Yeah, so I'd say two ways. One is to go to the website legalmarketinglaunch.com. You can also find us on iTunes. And then feel free to shoot me an email. Let me give you my email, which is B as in boy, btolk, T-O-L-K, at parbrown.com. And that's par with two R's, right? That's right, with two R's. Parbrown.com. Okay, terrific. Well, that is it for this episode. Thank you to the listeners. I hope you'll take a moment to send us your comments and suggestions. The website is at lawpodcaster.com. And, of course, a uh, review in the iTunes store or wherever else you can review us. That would be very welcome as well. And if you have any 
any constructive criticism, that's helpful too. So uh, that's going to about wrap it up for this episode. And if you are interested in podcasting for your law practice, the Power Podcasting for Lawyers course is available. Visit lawpodcasting.com and we'll send you a free law podcasting resource guide just for signing up. And until next time, I'll say keep on podcasting. Thank you, Gordon. Thank you. Thank you.